Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 15 of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so glad that you're here today with me, my friends. If you're watching on video, you'll see that I have my coffee with me because I am recording on a Sunday. I never record on Sundays. In fact, I really try to take Sundays off completely to give my brain a rest. But this morning in my quiet time, something came to me from my spirit and I said, you know what? I need to share this today. So we are recording. First, a huge thank you to all of you who attended the my live workshop, Five Mindset Pitfalls to Avoid in Social Entrepreneurship. So much fun. I love seeing all of you there and I love the feedback and I love hearing how things are making a difference for you that we talk about in the workshop. If you missed it or you would like to attend again, it is something that you can do pretty much a lot and still come up with different answers and still make more progress. The next workshop is going to be Tuesday, November 15th at 1 p.m. GMT. So mark your calendars. And also a huge thank you and warm welcome to those of you, my founding members of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations Program. Wow, this is something that has been my dream for about six or six years or so. I've been, it's been kind of planned for two years and I've been actively creating it for a year. So one year ago, last August, I started putting together the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations program and it is launched. It is a personal leadership program and it's truly the the foundational courses of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Academy, which is a business and leadership development program, which will be released in either 2023 or early 2024. So in the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations program, I help you learn to tap into the superpowers of your spirit so that you can feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. And I'm really excited to have my founding members in the group. It's really special time, and they will be giving me feedback so that the program can be as excellent as possible for all of you in the future. And we will also, I will have the next class will start also in November. So I will put the waitlist link in the show notes 
So hop on the wait list. It has already started and um, I am keeping it at a limited number of people still for the next one. So I encourage you to get on the wait list as soon as possible. So episode 14 was about three types of people in the social enterprise. And the reason why I talked about that was because that's something that comes up a lot or has been coming up a lot lately. People want to know across the globe how to communicate better with their teams, whether that is everyone is on the team is from the same country or from the same village, or whether you have people from different parts of the world on your team. But I ended up asking a question anonymously and about what you want to know. And something else came up, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So the question was, if you had an hour with a social enterprise expert or a business coach, and no one knew what you were going to talk about, what would you ask them? Every single response was basically the same. And the gist is, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep going? My friends, what's so powerful about this is that even though the responses were anonymous, I know who I sent the questions to, and all of them are from different parts of the globe. They have different social missions, and they are all in different phases of business development, of social enterprise development. So if the response is the same, if this is something that everyone wants to know, this is not isolated in one country, it's not isolated in one sector, it's not only for people who are beginning, it's not only for people who are in the messy middle. My friends, we need to normalize this because this is something that everyone is wondering. And so even if it's not something that you're dealing with right now, please Keep listening and then have this podcast kind of as something that you can come back to for later because it's really great. I found that it's really great to learn something when you're strong and when you don't necessarily need it because then when you do need it, it's kind of already in you a little bit. And when it comes to staying motivated and wanting to keep going in your social enterprise or in your business, It's not as much about when the challenge comes up. It's about how fast you bounce back from it when it does. So today I'm going to talk about some four different things that I do to stay motivated. The first one is more of a strategy. And then there are three that are tactics. So four things total. One thing is more of a strategy, which as you know, is more of a, we talk about this as more of a longer term plan, a longer term way of thinking. And then there are three tactics, which are shorter term ways to address a more acute situation. So first of all, the first thing I do to stay motivated and to keep going is I know my why. I know why I'm doing this. And that, my friends, is my challenge to you to figure out your why. Why is it that you do what you do? There was a book that was written several years ago by a guy named Simon Simic, and it was about knowing your why. And I don't remember the exact title. 
It might've actually been knowing your why. He also did a Ted talk too, which you can find. And if I remember correctly, the book was written more for traditional business. I think maybe it wasn't, but maybe that was just my perspective at the time because I was in traditional business. But part of his message was that people don't buy what you sell. They buy why you sell it, or they buy your why they buy why you're doing something. And that's something that has really stuck with me because it's not about the products or the services that you're offering. It's really more about why inside, why you're doing something. So even if your customers don't ever know what your why is, it's important for you to know your why so that you can keep going on the days when you might not want to. When I think about, you know, when I talk to my clients, even though I have been so passionate about social entrepreneurship for so many years, I talk a little bit about it because I want to be an advocate for social entrepreneurs, but the things that you're dealing with and the issues that you are working with are so complicated. It can be really difficult to explain. So that stuff, you know, it might not be super easy to get out to other people, what your why is, but if you know inside what your why is, that is key to keeping on, keeping on. Now, sometimes your why might not be super easy to identify because it is such a big systemic issue likely that you're dealing with. So some of the things that I use, if you can't find your why are, first of all, asking what questions. So this is something that we really dig into, into in the avant-garde entrepreneur foundations program is if you don't actually know your why, then asking what questions can be helpful. So what is it about these people that you love? What is it about your business that you love? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? So sometimes asking what questions can really help you determine your why. So the next thing I do to stay motivated, which is more of a tactic is to create a plan. A plan keeps you moving during the times when you don't know where to start. Now, I know that it is very, when you get pulled in so many different directions as a social entrepreneur, so you have your family, you have school, you have your beneficiaries, you have the business part of your social enterprise, you have friends, you probably have other things that you do with other groups that you're a part of. And it can be so easy to be pulled in so many different directions. And, but if you have a plan, if you have your calendar that's set up, that you have your next task, then you can go and look at that and see where your next step is going to be. I think it was episode 12. I talk about five favorite free tools and I talked about Asana. And Asana is a project management and calendar management tool and it's free. And it's a great way to especially if you're working on a big project when everything is just so big in your head and you can't hardly think about what to do next to be able to go into a sauna, look at it and there's your next thing. And something else that I'm going to talk about next is energy. And so you can, maybe it's not exactly this one certain thing. Maybe you're not really feeling doing that one thing, but you have a calendar and kind of a menu of things to choose from. 
So the second thing I do, that's the third thing, but more of a tactic is work with your energy, not against it. As performance oriented people and people who, even if we're not, don't consider ourselves to be performance oriented, but for people who are in business, it can feel like if you aren't doing something, if you're not working, then you're being lazy. My friend, you are not, (laughs) you are not being lazy at all. So there are two different type sides of your brain. There is the sympathetic side of your brain, which is, does not mean sympathy, but it does mean feeling. So this is the side of your brain. That is what we call fight or flight. It's the one that keeps your cortisol elevated. It's the part of your brain you're using when you're working. The other side of your brain is the parasympathetic side. And this is the side that we tap into when we are journaling, when we're meditating, when we are cleaning, when we are cooking, maybe when you're cleaning your tools, sharpening your tools, these types of things where your brain isn't actively, you're not actively thinking hard, doing something, you're focused on your task. And I call these buffer activities. These types of activities are so important because they are kind of the ramp up to your focus times. So for example, I know that my best focus days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, best focus days. When it comes to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I know that I can work three of those days, but not all four. So for example, this is Sunday. I am recording on Sunday. So I know that probably Monday morning, I'm not going to be as sharp as I would be if I took Sunday off. So it's important to understand that we can't and should not work all the time. And there are certain times each of us, you know, our bodies ebb and flow. And it's important to work with the energy you have and not against it. So if that means putting together a new canvas or swapping out things on your pottery wheel or doing research on a new type of tuber or something like that, something where you're not really thinking too, too hard, that is not being lazy. That is kind of the warm up for your focus time. And that is what is going to make your focus time be more effective. So work with your energy, not against it. And finally, focus on your wins. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is so, so, so critical. The first thing I do when I get out of bed is I make my coffee and I get my journal. I barely talk to anybody. I certainly do not look at my phone and I start writing down all the wins and all the things I'm grateful for from the day before. This is so important because it is so easy for us. Our minds are just naturally, I think even the most positive person, it's so easy for our minds to go to the negative of what didn't happen, what we didn't do, what didn't get done, who didn't show up. Instead of who did show up, what did get done, what were the little things that happened? And I talk about this a lot. It's not the one big thing, but it's the thousand little things that are really what make change. And a lot of you in social enterprise are working and something that you're doing involves behavior change. 
someone that you're working with, what they're doing now isn't working, whether it's by their own choice or by something that they don't know. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to help them adapt their behavior so that they can get results that they, they want. And when you're working in behavior change, it is not easy because people do not want to change. People are, we are creatures of habit. We do what generations before us have done and it takes time. So it's super critical to celebrate every single win that you have. So for example, if you're working with farmers and let's say you have, there's a new species or new variety of tuber or potato cassava that's come out. And you go and you talk to a whole group of farmers, a whole village, and one farmer agrees to plant maybe one row or one small section, maybe five seeds. Maybe it's one. That, my friend, is a win. It's not about the 35 who said no. It's about the one who said yes. And it's not about the one who gave you his whole plot. It's about her, her whole plot. It's about the one who gave you her five feet and she agreed to plant your new variety in maybe five feet, maybe three feet, or maybe even one foot. So let's say the growing season happens and let's say you've got, let's say she's, she's given you five feet. Let's say you get one tuber that comes up. That my friend is a victory. It's not about the four that didn't. It's about the one that did because that one that did for that one farmer who said, yes, that is progress and things are happening. They're just happening on a micro scale. I call them micro miracles, just on such a small level that you can't hardly see them, but they are happening. And so it's really important for us to celebrate those wins. A lot of you are working in whether it's getting, just getting your business documented and on the government registry is a huge step. Getting payment systems in place where you can receive donations is huge. And it's, these are colossal, colossal projects because there's so many obstacles that come in the way. So everything you get done, whether it's the application that you get completed, that's a win. If it gets submitted, that's a win. If you make it to the next level and it doesn't get rejected, that's a win. So every little win, that is what I focus on. And I encourage you to do the same. So how do you do that? Journaling. That is the number one way because in our minds on a day-to-day basis, our brain is working and it's thinking of the negative. It's thinking of what didn't get done. But when you get into a journaling space, when you're in that parasympathetic state, then that's when these, the things that have happened and the good things can actually come to your mind. So I created a five-day prompted journal. It is free. I'm also going to link to that in the show notes. And it's based on three areas, guidance, the things that you're looking for guidance in, the growth that you, areas that you want to experience growth and gratitude, the things that you're grateful for. So I encourage you to download that and use it, use it, use it as a place to start writing the things that you're grateful for. Start writing your wins. So that's what I have to share with you today, my friends. First of all, it is not always easy to keep going and it's not always easy to stay motivated, but 
the things that I do, first of all, know your why. And I encourage you to spend time thinking about that. Why do you do what you do? And then other things that you can do that are more tactics are first create a next, create a plan, work with your energy, not against it and focus on your wins. I would love for you to share with me what you do to stay motivated. It's important for us to progress as we progress together to get this out, because if no one is talking about it, then we're all sort of living in our own prisons. We're all being held captive in this place where we didn't do anything wrong. We could do things differently, but we don't. So I hope that all of you enjoyed this, and I encourage you to share what you do to stay motivated, and we can all progress together. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.